0: ladies and gentlemen welcome back to a brand new episode of pushing media we're going to be kicking off episode 11 this week and we have a very interesting guest finally we did get him on we were supposed to get him on last week but due to certain circumstances and production we had to reschedule for this week but of course i'm pretty sure a lot of you people know this beautiful face it is a uh, spaceman if they don't i don't blame them who the hell really knows anymore <laughs> <laughs> What's how you all doing
1: how y'all do it? i'm doing good man how are you doing it's been uh um, it's been, uh, been a been a been a while since
0: we've sat down and talked and, uh, it's been a whirlwind to get this one even started to be honest yeah hey, we got it here that's all that matters dude
1: with our oh. busy schedules as successful professional casters phew, look at us making time a bunch of lazy <laughs> kids in the
0: chat <laughs> now, this is the gas that we need this is the gas that we love but um of course, of course. to kick things off i suppose just tell the stream who you are and what it is that you do sure
1: um my name's Sean. I'm a North American commentator. I've been commentating um, most of Call of Duty. I've been commentating Call of Duty uh, since I was 13. Um, started getting into it professionally when I was around 15. And uh, right now I do Call of Duty. You might see me at CWL last year. I do Call of Duty, Halo, Fortnite, Apex, Gears of War, Smash Ultimate. And currently I'm working with the Rocket League Esports. So uh, I'm, all, I'm all over the place. So you probably see
0: me a couple of places. That's, a, that's actually a wide range a wide. I, I didn't yeah, even know you had done that much yeah it's a, it's a bit is, it's a bit that's a wide range what would you say your favorite one is Ooh,
1: oh it's gotta be call of duty
0: dude like i've, I've been G. doing that for
1: eight years it's call of duty but second favorite um it's a tie between right it's a tie between halo and rocket league just because halo is my second love and yeah. um rocket league is just fun it's just really fun so um that's definitely where i'm at but yeah call of duty number one always yeah
0: how do you find casting apex
1: um it was it was actually interesting i thought it was going to be a lot like like Fortnite's. A with every game you cast it kind of just depends on how you approach it so fortnite was basically like creating small talk and then because the game kind of slows down after a while but especially in like the early drops but with apex it was about um it was kind of like pocket casting. So you have like, especially on rotations because the zone closes a little bit faster. Um, finding drops was really hot off the start. So when people would get weapons immediately, that was really fun. Cause you can start, you can kind of go in and get some quick casting off. But um, mm-hmm. as the, as the meta sort of unfolded and the late game started, it, there's a lot more slow pace. There's a slow pace gameplay throughout compared to Fortnite I found. So um, it was really about just creating like a small dialogue. And um and it was it was interesting but i really i enjoyed it i did it at uh, twitch at twitch rivals and i've done it at a couple of small events but um but it was just basically just creating a, con- a normal conversation like you would have like in a party yeah. um and then as things unfolded obviously you take care of business but it was a lot different than fortnite and other brs that i've done but um it was fun it, it was really fun
0: i was gonna say because brs aren't your usual sort of cast you just get into a podcast right. sort of vibe you have to obviously watching streams and stuff so i was just wanted so i've never watched an apex cast ever so i was just wondering how the, how you bounce that one off
1: yeah it's honestly like it's one of those things where i know i've done it before events like if you ever you're not really sure of, of like the the internal chemistry and the mechanics because you know casting is like an art form so you're trying to figure yeah. out the right way to speak the diction the pacing um the cadence the everything that goes into it so like Um, Whenever I'm getting into a new esport after I've tried to learn as much about the community, I'll go and then I'll watch, obviously, matches, and usually I listen to the cadence of the casters, how much info they bring up, how long they speak, so the same thing with Apex, it was really about like just listening, okay, what do they talk about and how much time, and is it all relevant to what's on screen or is there other things, so I tried to find a good mix of all that, Um, and yeah, it was basically just trying to like after I've played the game since the launch, so it wasn't an issue about knowledge. It was just more an issue about getting myself acquainted with it. So once you put both feet in and just go for it, it actually gets a little easier. Um, but it was fun. I,
0: I highly recommend trying it. Awesome, man. So you've been casting, I think I've seen on your profile for nine years now. Mm-hmm. About nine uh, years, th- 27.
1: Uh, started when I was like 13, 12, 13, think, think 13. How old are you now? Uh, me ask you. I'm two. I'm about to be 23. So you're the same age
0: as me, Jesus. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's been a long time. I was, when I was like 14, um, like we all played like eights money, eights, mo- eights lobbies yeah. back in the day. Like it was, that's when like COD was kind of at its like peak. Before it is now um but when like back then i knew when i was like 14 i'm like i have no chance of being a pro i'm ass. <laughs> so i was like yeah casting seems like the way to go this is cool but um but it was it was like a, it was a weird time back then because I, I know you probably you look back and you can see like especially i think it was during ghosts when things kind of peaked up for cod especially yeah. like, commentary event wise um but we just came off Black ops too and it was kind of like it was like if you were a player or you were coming up, you knew whether or not you were going to be taking that next step. And if you knew that you weren't, there was avenues of which you could get yourself involved with the eSport, whether it was through the different orgs that were there at the time, like Chris Las Vegas was hiring staff members. So like there was just, there was so many avenues. And this was an instance where I was like, honestly, like, you know, being a pro, there wasn't a whole lot of stability at that time, other than being like a top player. So it was, do you do you drop out of school and do that? Or do you, find something a little more stable which i thought was casting at the time so i was like yeah that, that makes sense um but it was weird man like we all kind of created avenues of careers for ourselves back in 2013 before anyone even knew that we would get to this point so it's just interesting to look back and see all that stuff
0: what made you take the jump into casting then obviously realizing you weren't going to be a pro but yeah. um <laughs> no shit that's so what was it that turned around? Was it like you thought that because you've seen obviously what was coming up, up, up in Ghosts, or the production, the the casting, talent, etc. Is it something yeah. that you just sat at home and tried, or was it something that you was always interested in, as in like media, talking, drama, etc.
1: Um, no, nah, it was like honestly, it just it, it just kind of came randomly. Like I I always watched the events like all the way back to like Modern Warfare Three, and then when Black Ops Two, obviously that's when things ramped up. And I remember it was. I was, I'm being dead serious. I, I was watching an event, and I remember seeing like um, Puckett and Benson casting, um, and I was watching them, and I knew at the time that obviously, like, I was looking at, you know, I was looking at these players like they were larger than life. I was like, okay, these guys are so good, and and this is yeah. a lifestyle and a dream that probably won't won't happen to most people, let alone me. So I was like, okay, that's probably out the window, um, but I looked at Benson and Puckett, and I was like, they are it's still involved with the larger than life aspect of esports and they're working in it so they must have a job in it so there must be a business side of it which mm-hmm. means that they can still be connected to that world and there's probably a better avenue to it and so i was like at 13 i was like that makes the most sense to me cuz i can it's something that you know i can build over time there's probably uh, there's probably less pressure than being a player and i don't know how i'm going to get involved with esports but i know that some some where down the line i will be getting a job in it that was kind of my mindset it was like i don't know how i'm going to do it but i'll do it and this was kind of like okay this is a connection to the biz to the world less of business more of just the esports um just more connected you're actually connected to the game and to the community and i was like that's if that's an actual job i'm sure that could be a reality so it was basically just like seeing them and being like that looks more realistic and um i didn't really know how it was gonna happen so um i started just by casting eight lobbies um playing with friends and then you know back in the day it would be usually if you had an eight lobby and then two or three of your other friends would join in whoever placed last in the leaderboard would obviously get rotated out and they would be put in so i'm not saying i came in last but there were times (laughs) when like even if i had like a good like we'd play like a full series if i had a good series um i would even be like yo like switch out with me because i want to try just commentating with you guys so i would do that um did a couple eights lobbies couple of money eights lobbies commentated bots for a while just on my own didn't record anything recorded the first time i recorded a match was in ghost um but after that man it was just basically like taking one step at a time and like finding one platform to step off of and then getting opportunities and stuff like that so it was just it's basically all self-work i mean that's what people don't Mm -hmm. get is like casting is literally like it's all make or break by you you figure it out and there's yeah. no rule book. there's no rule book so it's it's pretty much can you wing it and if you can do it how good are you at it so that's basically what I got
0: I like that I've never actually sort of looked at it that way that's that's opened my mind up a little bit to it it's been a long so, time dude <laughs> when was it you thought so going into your lobby lobbies casting all that with the and mm-hmm. stuff at what point did you think that okay i can do this now like i I feel like i've got to that level i've got the experience i'm Mm. good at this like did you think sit there and think i'm good at this i can do this hell no i thought it was i i thought it was like a joke like when i did it i thought
1: i was like oh like i cast it that's funny but i didn't take it (laughs) seriously because i thought it was it was horrible um yeah I i found like the first one i did the other day and it was so bad i was like oh shit um but no the first time I'd, so AW was kind of like a dead year. I I wasn't really sure what I was doing at that time. Um And then Black Ops Three is when it so more recently Black Ops Three is when it kind of came to a head. So I I um at the time there was a posting on Twitter from ETG, which is a North American New Jersey based local, Um, and they said where hey they had like a sign up and I was like oh I'll, I'll go play because I was pretty decent at Black Ops Three and I had a couple of friends who just wanted to play and we're like we could go maybe run an event um but at the time i had a friend who was looking to sub in and it turned out that they posted on twitter like hey we're looking for commentators for the event um it's not paid um like it's basically just volunteer like show up and commentate and so i was like hey man if you want to sub for me i might just go do this because i mean why not yeah um so i went i drove there bought a hotel obviously went to the event full suited up which, which was a horrible idea uh it was super hot in the venue but i went there <clears throat> casted the event with um with a guy um uh who is uh oh my god what is his name i am completely blanking but um he's actually a good friend of mine surprisingly um he's currently <laughs> on um his name tanner here we go tanner slays um he came to the event for me he's a streamer now currently on tsm for apex which is a weird thing that we have crossed paths again but I went to the event, um, commentated it. We did Black Ops 3. It was my first time casting at a LAN, which was pretty cool. Um, and then basically I did it. I didn't think I did great, but I thought I did okay. And I was on my way home, and I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure Like now I know that this is where I'm supposed to be going. Because um, until then, I mean, for Black Ops 2 till then, it was basically just here and there. Mm-hmm. But after that, I was like, okay. That's my first real taste of something larger than just an eighth lobby, and I liked it. And immediately after that point, I, I bought a I bought a PS4, and um, I didn't even have Black Ops 4 on or Black Ops 3 on PS4. I didn't even have a PS4, so I went out. I had it on Xbox, so I went out, got a PS uh, PS3, I should say, uh, bought Black Ops 3, um, made sure I had it to be able to do casting abilities or casting gigs, and then I spent the next. Uh, from black ops 3 through iw i did i think one or two events um like one in detroit for mes but other than that i was casting online as much as possible tournaments um again 8s lobbies anything i could do yeah. uh i got teamed up with paradox who's now of course the observer um he for by the way is one of the best commentators i have ever heard in my life if you don't if you've never had a chance to listen to him you should Um, the dude is, he's really good. Um, but him and I basically ran the IW casting for the longest time. We did female pro league and we were commentating basically every single weekend for six months together. Um, we did like 16 hour days religiously, constantly just casting. And, um, so yeah, it was after black ops three when I realized, okay, this is like legit and I took it super seriously. Um, and then, uh yeah it was basically just grinding every single day um until eventually i got an opportunity to do bigger stuff so
0: um it's been
1: pretty recent since i really took it seriously but it i had always been doing it it just wasn't as much of a reality as it was like five six
0: years ago now going from volunteering to cast for an event to Mm -hmm. going up to pro level was that a nerve-wracking for you Dude, I when I
1: tell out. you All I right. thought I took a laxative, I was <laughs> shitting myself. It was horrible. I thought I was gonna oh. lose my mind. Yeah, it was. It was awful. It was well, not in a bad way, but like I had been. So my first ever major was because um, I'd done again. I've done a bunch of amateur yeah. land events, and I'd done basically everything under the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, and Call of Duty is one of the hardest esports to break into. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, especially commentating west i don't think without even going in depth to it i don't think people realize how difficult commentating is not only as an art form or as a thing yeah. but getting jobs like it there's a reason I'm not saying in my case is the only case like obviously everyone's different like if you're courage and you you have a godsend voice and ability it's different but i know there are people in my position who it is it's taken us six years to find a job because it's like and it's not like you know we're not trying every day. It's a struggle, but mm-hmm. it it it's there's no roadmap. It's 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 a lot, um, but, but yeah, the first major I did, um, was basically a fluke. It was they posted again. They posted on Twitter. Um, I didn't even do it for COD. It was for Gears of War, and they said, hey, like we're taking auditions for, um, for like a match at our major, at our, um, MLG New Orleans, uh, for Gears Four, and this was in 2018. Um so they're like, you know, if you have if you've casted it and you want to submit a reel, you have an opportunity to come do the event. I was like, oh, interesting. So basically this the deadline was like a specific day. I submitted my reel the day before because I was like, I wasn't sure if I was gonna do it. And then the last day I was like, okay, whatever, like what do you got to lose? Screw it. Yeah. Didn't really know the game, learned enough of it to cast it, submitted a reel, got an email back in like the next week, and they were like, Hey, and this was like a month before the event. They're like, Hey, we really liked your reel. Um, if you're in the area, would you like to come cast the event, or like a game or two for the event? I was like, yeah, duh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, and they're like, if you're in the area, like, you know, stop by. I was like, of course I'm in the area, so I was not bought a plane ticket, bought a hotel, didn't get paid for the event, but which again was 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 fine. It was that's the way it was. Yeah. So I spent a lot of my own money, but I knew that, um. This was like obviously like a leap I had to, to take. There's no question yeah. I had to do that. So I went, um, was sh- shitting myself. Was like, oh my god, I'm at a major. Like it was a major event for MLG, and then right next to it was like a major Halo event, which, mm-hmm. um, was also just mind blowing. I was like, oh my god, this is lit. Um, and then I walk in the green room, and there's Momo, Benson, Blaze, um, PR, Veli, Colin, Tyler. Like there's just all these superstars. And then right next to the, to our green room is the halo green room with golden boy, Bravo, Lottie snake bite. Like all yeah. just, it was like, bro, what the hell? Is going on? <laughs> like, how did I get here? Um, so obviously got to meet all of them, then did my part. I, I remember I was standing in the box. So they had basically, you know, the screen backdrop, they had our mics. It was the first time really dealing with big time production. Um, and we were standing there and of course we had a countdown and i was bringing in the show to start the saturday um when we had reciprocity um i'm sorry we had echo fox versus um an amateur team um and echo fox at the time was the second best team in gears of war and it was a big deal and they had us they they were like okay we're bringing you in a five and i remember when they started in the countdown i was having like a panic attack i was like oh my god like i'm gonna freak out and then Soon as the lights came on everything grew. I was chilling. I did my thing. Uh, I crushed it. That's the first time I was ever like really happy with how I did. Um, everyone there seemed to like it. We all thought, you know, everything was great. I was chilling, um, did that. Um, and yeah, that was like the first time I had experience at a major. And then that propelled me basically to then I got into halo finally, yeah. um, which I've been trying to do for a while. And then, you know, I got to obviously I got to cast with golden boy, which was dope. Um, and uh, crushed that as well, and then it was just basically a steamroll from there. So that's that was the first time for a very long story that yeah, I got into it, and I was like, oh shit! I, I was like, I ah, dude, I shouldn't be here. You know, imposter syndrome when you get to like, yeah, event, like, what am I doing here? Like, what what the hell is this? Uh, I was there. I was like, mm, this this no, I shouldn't be doing this. This is bad. And then I did it. I was like, no, I'm all the work you do over like those six years. That's that's mm-hmm. what this was about. So. Yeah, it was it was nerve wracking, but it was good. It was a good thing.
0: How about your first card one?
1: Ooh, that was a fun story. I've only told a couple people this. Um, I was, I've been trying still. I mean, I've been trying to get into COD for oh my god, how many? How knows who knows how many years? Um, and I had, I had submitted a couple of reels to some people. I know I won't name them, um, just for privacy reasons. But mm-hmm. my contacts that were at Cwl last year, um and currently at CDL I'd submitted reels like I had I I must have been the most annoying person on the planet cuz I'd been like here's a new reel here's a new update here's a new resume like hey like hit me up I'm here um I know they probably hate my guts but I was relentless and that's when they actually told me they emailed me one time they're like they're like you are the most stubborn relentless person we've ever dealt with and I'm like yeah that's me because I want a job dude that's that's yeah. the thing but I'd send an email over and over again and eventually, and then I I didn't hear anything back, and they said, you know, we're we're you know we're not looking for anything right now, but we'll keep you in mind. Because at that point, I had done Halo and Gears of War, and 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 at that point, which was last summer, I had done Fort and a Fortnite event, which was a big one, um, and I had really built my resume up, and um, I had done a bunch of good events for good publicity and 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 gotten some good rep. So I was happy, and I went to class. Um, I was taking a summer course. Went to class. Came back, sat down, was going to do my homework. Um, And I think it was like four o'clock. It was like three or four in the afternoon um, in the middle of June. Yeah, it was June. It was Anaheim. And I checked my email and I got an email from my contact. And they said, hey, can you be here? And they said, hey, like last minute, we need someone for open bracket. Could you be, are you free? Like, could you be here tomorrow? and i like th- i thought i passed out i literally dropped to the floor i was like there's no way i just got this email yeah lost my shit. called my friend um Fivelli, who now works he's the analyst at rainbow six i called him and i was like bro like no freaking way because we were we were trying to work something together um and he was like shut up, hang up the phone and go and respond to the email. You idiot. And so I was like, okay. So I responded to the email. I was like, yeah, I can be there tomorrow. Called my parents. I was like, I need a flight. And they're like, no, 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 we'll, we'll get you flight. Like relax. First of all, you weirdo. Um, but we'll get everything covered. Um, so I was like bet. So I signed the contract. I went, did my thing. Um, then the next day got on a flight, went to do Anaheim, um, caught up on my, my pre-work and my prep because I had been you know following the season, but yeah. because I wasn't expecting anything, I wasn't taking as many notes as I should have. Yeah. Um, and so as soon as I got that, I spent up I was up the whole night just doing notes, taking advantage of the OD and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, went to the event, thought I did good, thought I did okay, not as good as I wanted to. Um, and then came back from Anaheim, which was a really good event overall, and the atmosphere and the vibes were great um they were happy with how i did and then i got emailed back again for uh then they said hey we want you for miami and champs for the rest of the year like let us know if you're free i was like you know what i think i'm free i think i could do that um so i did that and then yeah so last year or last summer was my first time really working with cwl did the open events for anaheim miami and champs which were amazing um and right now i am i think i'm allowed to say i'm on call for cdl so we don't i'm not sure what's going on with them yet all i know is that i'm supposed to be ready and waiting so we'll see Mm -hmm. um but yeah that's the first time i did cod and it was like i went from literally not knowing what's going on to the next day i was at anaheim doing that and then i was doing miami and champs and i was like this there's no way this is actually life right now um it was pretty wild so yeah that's that's basically what what happened
0: so it was a weird experience but it was it was awesome i can imagine i can imagine just getting a man alone your heart just stopped and everything i I thought i i thought i passed out
1: dude i saw it i I looked around i was like that's gotta be a prank there's no way i thought he sent it like it was a mistake i did ask i was like email back to him and i was like hey person did you mean to send me this and they're like yeah like are you gonna come i was like yeah just uh, okay like i was I was, checking. Just, yeah, I was like there's no way you thought that i was the person you were trying to email like, mm, it's not gonna happen but that's dude, it was it was one of those feelings it was like oh man i really like i wish i could experience it again because it was yeah it was like seven years of frustration and uncertainty and it was like wow like it just it was like th- that feeling of you didn't make it but like the feeling of i made it like obviously yeah. again, I, didn't, I didn't have a job like a full time job, but it was like mm-hmm. first step right there. I yeah, that, just, yeah, I that's lost like my mind gate. exactly. Kind of I, I lost my mind, I thought I was gonna die. It was so, <laughs> it, it was a weird couple of hours,
0: but yeah, that was a, that was a good day. I can imagine, man. So, when you were there casting, obviously, well, back then for the CWL, what yeah. was your experience like when you was there? So, like, I've I know a lot of people, I can imagine think what it's like to be a caster or on the analyst desk Mm -hmm. at these events Mm -hmm. because i mean for us in the uk when we get to these london events etc for us you just walk around you know what i mean you just spectate view sit but for you guys how time pushing is it how exhausting like the work you guys put in behind it
1: um it's it really depends on what it depends on first of all who you are and then it depends on what you're trying to accomplish so Mm Like for some people, it's easier because like for Maven or Rich was our host. So like for Maven or Rich or or Clint or Ben or like any of the top people, Momo, Miles specifically, they're so good at their job to where they can put in the same amount of they can put in, you know, they put in so much work that that behind the scenes and just in general. But they are able to carry broadcasts and do certain things where, you know, I'm not at that level yet. Um, Even though I've been doing this for a while, and I've been trying to obviously every single time I cast get better. I'm nowhere near Maven's level, obviously, Um, and those are guys who like, if there was an event where they didn't put in as much work, you would never know because they're so good at their job. But for me, who I try to overwork myself as much as possible when I'm at events so that I get the most out of it, um, that I feel like I gave everything I got, and that it's easier for me to go back and figure out what I did wrong. When I so like when I get there, um usually we like if for a normal event, you fly in Wednesday, rehearsals Thursday, and then you have Friday, Saturday, and Sunday that you work. So we flew in Wednesday. Wednesday is about just kind of team building. So everyone just you just do whatever you want. You relax, you yeah. meet the other commentators. So I would, you know, we I would hang out with Miles um and Momo and Nameless and we would all just, you know, kind of get drinks, just chill out. Um, and we would all go get food or whatever thursday you get up uh call times usually in the afternoon so we would go there um we would meet with production production it basically rehearsal days are just for tech runs they just want to yeah. make sure that everything runs correctly we do a quick pre-show which means we go over um the run of show for the host they go through the different breaks we make sure we can throw correctly we maybe light cast a little but it's not really legit um Mm -hmm. but it's all just to get everyone equated with each other to get the run of show down for the host and to make sure the commentators feel like they can jump in and out of conversation correctly um everyone has the format of graphic layouts and and when those timings are um and it's all you learn it internally you learn when to break in and out between uh slides and stuff like that um but once that's going you kind of you know i'm i'm there just Going through rehearsal. When rehearsal's done, you're done for the day. Um, so you can you can literally do whatever you want. Most of the time, I'll either meet up with talent and we'll go over notes for the event or go over storylines or stuff like that. I do that with Rocket League now. Like I'll get off my flight um and I'll meet with the talent, we'll go over notes and then we wake up next day to do the show. Um, but so yeah, we would do that and then I would go over notes, then take a break. The stress isn't really there yet. Um, and then Friday you wake up, of course, it's event day. That's when the, the stress hits you while you're working. Um, so you go on air. Um, obviously you're following when, when I'm casting, I'm, I'm obviously in, uh, engaged with the match. And then when it's done and I'm no longer on the desk or I'm not longer commentating, if I jump down to the ground and we were surrounded by amateurs everywhere, um, I would spend about, I usually had like an hour to an hour and a half break from when I would go back on given commercial time and all that stuff. So I would spend about half that time at the amateur pools checking on matches, checking on results, so that I was prepared with knowledge when I went back up on the desk, even though they usually have stuff for us. Sometimes I want to make like I don't want to obviously say something that's wrong, but I want to make sure that I have correct info um, in case someone doesn't. Um, And then I would spend the other half over in the pro side, just keeping myself updated, create conversation um, and then bounce to the green room, see everybody, um, maybe talk a little bit. But then usually when you're at events when you're done commentating most casters um are working in the green room they have notes out they're discussing things they're either with like a talent coach talking about on-screen stuff they can improve or they are with fellow commentators and analysts discussing match results and discussing stuff so like the it's not you never you very rarely see commentators get off air and then just kind of chill out that doesn't mean they're in the green room sitting watching matches it means like they just kind of don't do anything most of the time even when they're in the green room relaxing drinking water or whatever or talking we're watch. there's there's usually screens in there that we watch so we're watching matches we're keeping updated so we have something on our minds um but yeah for me it was like show up early start the show get off keep myself updated on the brackets on the floor hop back on for my match do a couple matches do the analysts jump off do a couple player interviews with um the cwl production team which was all on the spot freestyle. So like if we messed up, we could retake, but it was all freestyle. Um, Jump off, go back, go do another match, another analyst uh, analysis work. So like it was basically just between matches, staying updated with notes, checking on players. So yeah, the work stays with you while you're working. It is a 16 hour days is 16 hours of work. Like it -hmm. is just, it is relentlessly um, demanding of mental, um attention It is non-stop Um, uh, that's why most commentators are drained like after the day's done we'll either be at the bar or we'll be <laughs> back in our bedroom like knocked out it's very rare you'll see people go out to like clubs and stuff because yeah. we are exhausted we are tired so yeah that was basically just when you're in the trenches you're in the trenches man like it is when you know sometimes players have a little easy because when you show up there's stress obviously to perform but you get off you kind of wait for your next match go over team stuff all the time but like um being on air obviously you have to have a certain presence you have to be mindful of what you're saying so there's more there's sometimes more pressure on on commentators throughout the day than there is on players but yeah dude um anyone who thinks that oh you just show up and cast so not true there's so much that goes into it that if you don't do and that's not even counting all the work you do before the event to get yourself updated so um yeah it's it's a process every single time you cast so um it's one of those things you just kind of have to be cool with it if you like the process of it you'll enjoy casting more so it's one of those things
0: how was you feeling after your first major
1: what do you mean like the Uh, just
0: uh... just your thoughts in your own mind and like wow i just done that etc um is it gonna be how you major. expected?
1: or yeah uh i well after my first major was the gears one i had for it was a couple of variables so i had felt good that i had casted gears in a way that i thought was acceptable for a new community to come in yeah. i thought i did a good job which is important because i'm i'm usually like i shit the bed i didn't do good and most people will be like um, they'll be like, no, dude, like you did fine. I'm like, nah yeah. there's like things I could work on. Even with the Rocky League, um, I just did, and I'm going back again this week. I, um, people were happy with it, but I was like, I want to fix the. You'll know in the moment if you mess something up. I was like, I want to <laughs> fix this, 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 and this. I finished gears. I was there's things I wanted to work on, obviously, because I continued to cast that for about another year and a half. Um, but I was like, wow, like that was the first time I felt pretty good about how I did. Yeah. I liked what I said. I thought I made some good points. Um. My job was to set up a story and set up pins for uh, Blaze, who was my analyst, to knock down. So I thought I did a good job of that. Um, So yeah, when I stepped off, I was really, really happy with how I'd done. I was happy that I felt like I didn't make a fool of myself. Like I put in the work to understand everything that I could. Mm -hmm. And I had sat with, before my match, I had sat with players and asked them questions and met with teams to go over stuff so that I was as informed as possible. Um, and I could get like some inside scoops so I could bring things up so that way it was more engaging for the viewers. Um, but yeah, I stepped off and I was like, cool. I was happy with how the event had gone this far. I was happy with my performance. I was happy with how people received it. It was really just like, that was at that moment, I was like, okay, like clearly I know I can do it when I need to. So that was a boost ego-wise um, internally. I was like, this is this is going good. This is exactly what I'm trying to do um so yeah after my first event i was like okay like the same amount of work i put in for this obviously i can double and triple that for cod but um i know that when i have to show up and do my job i can do it which was a plus so that was a good thing yeah so after my first event i felt really good
0: now obviously going into rocket league that's something that is is it new to you casting or have you um, been casting that for as well well obviously this is your first
1: it's, No, it's definitely new um i mean i've casted it sometimes but it's basically either been um with like a friend like me and valley casted it a couple times but nothing n- never for like a land nothing for nothing yeah. serious it was just to do because we always wanted to do it and you it's always good to have footage of the game you're trying to get into even if yeah. it's not great footage it's good to have it so we had it um yeah so when they i had been talks with i've been in talk with rocket league for about um let's see, October, November, uh, three, four months, because, yeah. um, I was, they, at the time I contacted them and said, like, obviously, like, I've never casted it for a major thing before, but I have some film and I'd love to give him like my resume and my repertoire up to this point. I know I could do it. Um, mm-hmm. and they were interested and they had asked me at one point, they were like, Hey, could you be here? It was in November. Like, Hey, could you be here tomorrow or like on Saturday? Cause for like one of their, um, They needed a host, like one of their hosts was sick. They just needed a host for the weekend. And I was like, I'd love to, but I actually have to go to a friend's wedding, so I can't. So I felt really bummed out about that. Um, It was just bad timing all around. But we stayed in contact and then um, we made some things work and they came back and they're like, hey, we like your style, we like your commentating. Um, How would you feel about working the Rivals series, which basically runs adjacent to the Championship Series. So I do RLLRS on Fridays. and that, all that, it's a play into the uh, RLCS, which runs on Saturdays, um, which is a pretty big deal. So I was like, yeah, like, I'd, I'd love to do that. So uh, we made that work within, like, the last month and a half of, like, back and forth negotiation and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it was basically like, like, I, it's one of those games where you never want to really approach a game like, oh, yeah, easy, I can do that. Uh, yeah. Because you never know just how complicated things are. Because again, you have to show respect to the community, you have to show respect to the people that have come prior so um after i felt that i could commentate it as someone who had understood nothing about it i then other than i mean i played the game since launch so i knew the game but i didn't know as much about the community and the metas and the formations of teams and stuff like that that you should know so as once i knew i could basically bare bones cast it i went into the community i went into learning about the teams i went into finding player stats i went into you know you do all the normal um, deep dive stuff that commentators do so that's when I spent the last like two months doing um, so yeah now that I'm here I definitely feel much more uh, educated than I did like three months ago uh, and I'm surrounded by good talent that that knows we're new and they're helping us learn and helping us get acquainted with stuff um so yeah it's it's basically just taking a leap and just saying screw it let's go for it and then once you get an opportunity to leap you have to take it seriously like you have to you have to put everything you have into it you have to show appreciation for the community for the game and take it as seriously as you would any other job i try to treat every game i do like call of duty where i try to put my passion and my love and everything into it so that way i get the best result I look better on camera, I sound better, and I do the community justice. Cause they don't want someone who's up there who doesn't care about them. They want yeah, you know, I've I've been flamed hundreds of times in chat and I I was even um and I don't really obviously I, I think everybody care. has
0: yeah, yeah, everyone like, does. We and have, I, I what we do now also
1: Yeah, and I got you know, I, there were some things I said during the Rocket League cast that weren't weren't wrong but they weren't appropriate for rocket league um and like i guess they weren't said you know they're not said in that right way like i Mm -hmm. um sometimes i say like you know a player moved on the left hash now that's an appropriate term for most soccer hockey football things because there is a left hash in rocket league but you don't really say it that way like there's things like that so um the community let me know right away like hey like who are these new guys why are they saying this stuff this is you know this is horrible or like i got messages on reddit they were like hey like um these guys don't know what they're talking about and i said instead of like and this is how I treat every community. Even Call of Duty does it. And it's like instead of obviously arguing, like I said, hey, man, I know I'm new. You probably have you know a slight grudge because I'm a new guy and I feel like you feel like I'm kind of invading the scene. I'm not taking it seriously. Maybe that you think I should be. I promise you I'm here to work. I promise you I'm here to do the best that I can to show you that I appreciate what you guys have. Could you tell me what you didn't like about it and I will fix it. And they were yeah. really like they were like yeah, man, like, you know, sorry about that, but like, here's what we want you to change. Here's what it works better. I was like, I'll take that and I'll make sure I'll fix it for next week. And I hope that I continue to improve for you guys. And they were chilling. So it's like, it's with every esport, as long as you show the community that you're trying and that you have an open lane of communication, so you're willing to learn and there's no ego there, they're not going to hate you. So that's what I'm trying to establish with that, with Rocket League and every esport I do is like, I'm here to learn. I'm here to figure out what I can do because if I cast better, makes me look better, and it makes your game more enjoyable to watch. So, yeah, it's it's literally just about communicating with the community. That's the number one thing. So,
0: yeah. I got two final questions for you. This I think this one's gonna rack your brain. I'm Mm. pretty. I have a feeling that you have one, but I think it's gonna hurt you. What is your favorite moment ever throughout entire esports of your casting moment? Is there a certain series a certain mm. anything, something that you look back to now and think, "Yeah, oh, that's interesting." Um, hmm,
1: it's hard <laughs> because I don't have a lot of massive hype moments. One because yeah. I haven't been on that stage yet. Like I haven't, I haven't one had the, really the opportunity to have one of those big, big, big games yet, which was where those moments kind of happen. Like I would love to have like a Momo like. Um, TJ um, on seaside hardpoint moment or like yeah. a karma four piece slam moment like obviously that'd be I'd post that on every resume I have. Um, I don't have a lot of them. I only have things where I felt I was having the most fun casting, and that's when I really like just kind of went crazy. Um, and again, it's not super hype. It, it I, it's just kind of things that I can only relate to because I'm at this point in my career and I don't have any big hype moments that i can go off of champs didn't really have anything my matches were kind of like 30303 out so it wasn't that great uh anaheim kind of the same i mean the open bracket was pretty quick um i'd say i have two that i look at one was halo was a was the halo 3 event um i when i worked with golden boy um and we were casting and pistola made like a play uh actually there's three pistola made a play that was really sick it was on guardian oddball he made like a sniper play that i just screened like pistola and it was really fun um the second one is i again i was casting halo three i was casting with wes um and our whole series like i stepped in i was kind of nervous because wes is a very very good halo analyst um and it was my first it was like one of my first times being on an alpha's part of the stream and just being like The head of show, and I call we called a series against for like a really good team called like a snipe down and pistol and all that, and I I thought I crushed the cast and him and I had a really good synergy so like that whole series which is really dope because him and I liked working together, um, I guess the last one I have is Miami, uh, cwl Miami when it's really weird, um, we were it was in I think it was like winner's finals it was when it was winner's finals it was at the end of the day we, i was exhausted it was like 10 p.m at night the main venue was basically shut down everyone was leaving and it was me and ally and we were casting and it was the last match of the day and i was so tired but obviously you have to put you have to push through. yeah um and at first i was kind of i was kind of like cruising my way through it because i was trying to save my voice and all that but I'm like, dude, it's the last match of the day. I'm done after this. Like Sunday is grand finals. I don't have to do anything. So I'm just, just go all out, dude. So like during the hard point, it was on seaside hard point. I forgot the teams that were playing, but like there were things that were happening that made no sense. Like teams were playing weird. There was grab slams that were not connecting. There was um, tempest shots that were chaining for like five people. I was losing my mind, screaming, just having fun, and. There was a moment when someone tried to break into the barrel hill. They had rotated from the top of yellow. They had come down the right side. They were trying to overextend and get spawns for new. And a guy broke in, and he, like, ran past someone, turned around, punched him, and then, like, shot him in the balls. And I started laughing. And me and Allie were, like, freaking out because it was just one of the weirdest things I'd ever seen. And I remember – I don't know where this came from, but I started, like, talking, like – you know, I think it was, like, a week before. Scraps had released a video he was like you know the vibes that's nasty man i just started like screaming i was like i was like you got shit on you know the vibes that's nasty man i just started screaming like scraps for no reason and i started just laughing because i thought it was hilarious because the guy got shit on and i was talking like scraps for like a half a hard point (laughs) and it was just it was it was hilarious to me um no one really cared obviously in terms of production because we were all tired and chat liked it um i think that's the number one thing i have just because i was like screw it, just have fun with it. So I think that's the only those are like the only moments I really have thus far where I've been like, yeah, that's been the hype moment. I still want to have one of those big calls. That's one of the things I still want. Mm -hmm. I want to have that huge like either hype play or hype call. Like the uh the Maven call that just came out about Gunless the 1v2 was just chills. Like so good. Um so I still want one of those at some point obviously. But uh yeah up till now I think that's the thing. I was just talking like scraps and telling someone they got shit on was hilarious so
0: yeah i think that's really where i'm at and the final one before we close this one out what is the end game for you
1: Ooh, um career wise Ooh, yeah
0: interesting so it's um, in the whole casting ways if you got like so yeah, end game is a specific game the only game you want to be resided in or right you no know,
1: so um forth. best case scenario i don't want to do only one game like i want to be able to do call of duty and halo and rocket league and like i like being able Mm -hmm. to do as many games as possible because it keeps your resume fresh and it keeps it's great brand marketing like it's the Mm -hmm. number one thing like it's probably not great in some aspects but like if you can be known as a guy who can be good at doing all these different games why wouldn't you want to do that um but the end goal as of right now within like the next five years the end goal is to get a job with A full time job casting, whether that's with Call of Duty, which would be, you know, that's, that was the dream since I was 13. So that's the goal being a full time commentator or an analyst for them, whatever. That's the goal. Um, At some point, obviously, working hard enough to win uh, commentator of the year would be, uh, you know, that's. Yeah. It's, it's a, obviously a long shot. It's one of those things, but it's one of those things like when you get it, when you start getting in the space and you're working around people who have won that. Like I've worked with Maven, he's the 2018 commentator of the year. It's one of those things where you're like, I know I can push myself hard enough to do it. it sounds incredibly insane, but I'm, I want to see if I can do it. So that's one of the things I want to at some point see if I could win, you know, just because I want to know that I have done the best job possible and I'm one of the best people in the world. I want to be the best at this. I probably will never be, but I'm going to try my ass off to do it. Um, So yeah, the end goal is get a job with Call of Duty or someone else full time, commentate um, and, and be known as one of the best in the business. That's the goal. So yeah, that's, that's what every day is about. Just working
0: towards that. That's it. Awesome, man. Well, I hope you, uh, I hope you do reach that in gold, of course. Thank you, bro. I appreciate that. 100%, man. Uh, of course, once again, thank you for taking the time out as well for coming on this week. Of course. It was, I'm happy to be here. I, I love you guys, so I'm happy being yeah. here. Man. Appreciate it. Guys, that will uh, be it for Episode 11 for the Pushing Media Podcast. Of course, you can go and follow Sean on Twitter. His uh, link is in the Twitch chat, so just feel free to go click on that. Go see what my man does Keep up to date with what he's casting next and all that good stuff. Any Rocket League fans? I mean, every weekend so far?
1: Yeah. um, Last weekend was week one. So Rocket League is happening every weekend. um, Every Friday and Saturday, I'll be on Friday. So Rival series is on Friday, um, starting with European region at 10 a.m. Pacific time, which is 3 p.m. Eastern, um, which is about 10 10 a.m., which is about 5 p.m uk or yeah. english time mm-hmm. um that's happening every friday and the north america follows three hours after that um and then rlcs which is the championship series happens on saturday so yeah every every uh friday and saturday twitch.tv slash rocket league you can find us there from burbank california so yeah
0: that's what we'll be Good guys so if you do want to keep up to date with spaceman you can see him there for the remaining few weeks that rocket league is on and of course thank you to everybody that tuned in uh we hope to see you back next week And I suppose that is it. And we'll see you guys later.